All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We have a big pod here with College Football Awards. We have Hadley's Big Board. Uh, we also have some March Madness talk revealing our top seeds. Uh, so we have a lot to get into here with the uh, with another another podcast here from Chalk Talk. So uh, as always, we have Sporty and Hadley as well. So fellas, how we doing? Doing good. I'm a little jealous of Sporty though. He's in house. How about it, Sporty? That's right. He's in house tonight. Yep. So no, only only one guy on a on a Facetime call tonight. So, um, before we jump into top fives and all the other stuff, like we said last pod, we we uh, we're gonna kind of you know go away from the hammers um, for right now, and we're gonna let uh, the spinning wheel kind of decide who we're taking this weekend. So, little little quick update. Uh, Adley, you had UNC. Yes, and they play tomorrow night. So they play they play tomorrow night, and you have the money line against the NC State Wolfpack. Yes, money line minus one seventy eight, so it counts. So that that does count. Sporty got a big win from uh, Penn State over Northwestern night, sixty seven to sixty. So Sporty's one and zero. And then I got the uh, UTSA Roadrunners. They covered a fifteen point spread against UAB. It was sixty eight to fifty six. So. Sporty and myself were one and zero, and let's Hadley, you sh- you should be good to go to go one and zero here. Um, Don't hey, you, say that. Don't <laughs> say that. Hey, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking maybe maybe the loser out of all of this, loser should should just have to pay the next uh, the next tab at uh, wherever we got to eat. Oh jeez. That's that's what we should pay. That's what we should play for. It's possible. I mean, I because I, I feel like this is gonna be. So even across the board, like I think this is going to continue into March Madness. We'll get a team, you know, we'll, we'll kind of figure something out. But for the next couple of weeks here, um, maybe hey, maybe next week we up it each week. Maybe next week instead of one team, we have two teams and then three. Like add it, add one team each each week, okay. and then just kind of keep or a overall record. Or you could and then whenever the March goal. starts, we have a bunch and then go down. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you could start with a, you know, X amount in the March Madness tournament, and then you know. As teams get eliminated, then you have to see, you know, which which person's you know has a team that's remaining or, or whatnot. So, hey, or we could just well, you know what? Let's let's throw a quick sponsor in here. We'd like to be sponsored by Mike Sport. <laughs> so, Mike Sport, if whoever loses this in totality. We'll buy the other two with their meal at Mike's Court. So like a roast beef sandwich. Roast beef, Italian nachos. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. So roast a roast beef sandwich is on the line for two people. If you win, you get it free. If you lose, you're buying one for, for both. All right. That sounds good. Sport, what were you gonna, what were you going to say, Sport? I was going to say... Uh... Just keep the one. T- just keep one team. Oh uh, no! But just, just, just any of the points. Just no, I'm not one, keeping two, these. three, four, five, uh, six. Maybe we could do it. Hey, we have a lot of things we can do, but maybe we could even do conference points. We could do that. I'm not. If, wager points. If we're doing one team, I'm not keeping. There's no way in hell I'm keeping UTSA. That that's not happening. No, a, a, <laughs> no, a different team each week. Well, yeah, it spins will, but but you can uh, but but you can uh. Each week, the, the points will go up one, and then two, then three, then like four, this, then five. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So so next week, so I don't feel very confident in USC. I would, wager, I would wager a point. Okay. Next week, if I get Auburn, I might wager five points. Okay. No, 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 no. That's that's not how it works. <laughs> All right. Well, well, well. There's no way there, 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 there's too many. There's too many things here that we have to discuss. So there's, but we just know that there's no hammers, and that we're letting the spinning wheel kind of decide who we're uh, rooting for and taking. You know, in the in that week of college roast basketball. Roast beef sandwiches. Yeah. The roast beef sandwiches are coming down to the uh, spinning wheel. So all the other things are out of our control. Um, but. Uh, like last pod, we, we focused on the uh, NFL awards. Uh, so this pod, we're going to look at college football awards um, throughout the whole season, kind of give our uh, college football team of the year. Um, but not so much college football, but our top five today is going to look at college basketball. Specifically, a little incident that happened with Michigan and Wisconsin last, well, I guess this past weekend. Uh, let's just say there's, you know, things got heated between uh, – 
the Wolverines and the Badgers. Uh, Juwan Howard. They said it was a punch. It was an, some people said it was open hand slap. I mean, let's just he he put his hands on somebody else. Let's just let's just keep it at that. Because yeah. I mean, some people were like, "Oh, he clocked him." I'm like, he, he guy barely got touched. I mean, so but it, it got pretty heated uh, between the two. So top five today. We're gonna look at our top five coaches that we would like to see or maybe take uh, in a boxing match. So um, some of us have it, you know, specific to one sport. Some of us chose coaches from, you know, all sports. So, uh, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Give us your top five uh, coaches that you would like to see uh, in a boxing match. So, went strictly football because these football guys are nuts, and seeing them in a ring would be awesome. So, number five, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. I just feel like in a boxing ring, the guy would go nuts. Uh, he strikes me as a one with low temper, or high temper. So, he's number five. Number four, <clears throat> Coach L. Coach L would be a menace in a boxing ring. He is absolutely ripped. And I could just see him knocking someone out and in the mother go times. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Coach L at number four. Number three, Pat Fitzgerald. Another dude that's just ripped. Uh um, I'm not sure how tall he is, but he's built. Yes, he is. Uh, I, I think think he'd give anyone a run for their money. Number two, though, another linebacker, Mike Rabel. The only difference between the two is Mike Rabel has a mustache, so he hits the edge. <laughs> and Mike Mike Rabel's pretty. He's, he's pretty tall. He's a tall dude. Oh yeah, for, especially for him being a linebacker. Yeah, right. Too. Yeah. But number one, I mean, could it ever be so obvious? Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> the USFL legend, Hall of Famer, put the gold jacket on. Give me he's on he's essentially the Chuck Norris of football. <laughs> so give me him over anyone. I mean the only and I mean only human being on earth. That I'm not sure he could be would be Hasbola. <laughs> but I mean, Jeff Fisher is a lock no matter who he's playing. So Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. <clears throat> Jeff Fisher. Definitely an, an interesting take there. Easy pick. That's an easy pick. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll have to compare uh, all of our number ones. Uh, Sporty, let's jump over to you. Give us your top five coaches uh, for the boxing match. All right, number five. This is an NFL guy, uh, Bill Belichick. Okay, that guy is always hey, <laughs> that guy is always firing. I I wouldn't want him in the, I want to would not want to face him in a in a boxing match. So I know. Sporty, the dude's like sixty. But still. <laughs> hey. Yeah, how tall is he? I don't know. Who it is. <laughs> oh, jeez, the reach. Okay, another one. College. I'm gonna switch to college basketball here. Next, actually, the next four college basketball. Next one, the Thad Mata. Okay, Thad Mata of Ohio State. That guy is another fiery guy. Okay, guy's face turns purple a lot. Okay, <laughs> that's another guy who I who I wouldn't want in a, in a ring. Okay. Another old guy, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> this one, this one makes sense. I feel like. Oh wait, wait. Oh, no, I'm looking at number two. All right, no, never mind. Go, keep going. Huggy Bear, okay. H- who is Huggy Bear? Oh, Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins. Oh dear God, sporty. Okay, okay. I feel like this list would be perfect if the list was named the angriest. Yeah, I know. Name the yeah. Like, name the most yeah. <laughs> the most miserable head coach. Yeah, exactly. So sport. So sporty's. Sporty's boxing match is going to consist of the sixty. It's a sixty-year-old league for boxer or for, for boxing. Hey, number two, this guy is pretty tall. I think he'd hold his own in, in a boxing match. Okay, Patrick Ewing. Okay, that's that good. that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good. And number one, the obvious, the Jawan Howard. Okay, so Sport, Sporty's taking what our seg. He's going number one because our segments based off this dude so 
And he has the most recent action, so I guess of all, all the coaches. Yeah. And he is he is pretty tall. Yeah. And he has yeah, he has some good reach. He was able Oh, to- he has some incredible reach. He was able to reach over a couple players and just slap them. Yep. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hey, Sporty and I have two similar picks. Um I went strictly college basketball coaches. Uh, it's, it was kind of tough because, you know, there's a lot of older college basketball coaches. I'm not going to go with the 60-year-old boxing league like Sporty kind of went here. Um, I'm going to start – all right, number five. I'm going to go with Nick Oates, Alabama head coach. He just looks like he's in, I don't know, physical shape to be able to, like, I don't know, just last all the rounds and then, you know, and some, you know. Um, I don't know. I feel like he – he can kind of get a little feisty on the sidelines, but I just feel like there's another part to him that like we just don't see, and he would just be like a the silent guy just to knock somebody out. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go with Nick Oates there at five, four. Give me Penny Hardaway. He played in he played in at you know at at Memphis in a time where you know basketball it was back in the day. You know it was obviously more physical, and and he doesn't take crap from anybody. So I like Penny Hardaway there at four. Number three, this dude might be the scariest college basketball coach outside of Bob Knight of all time. Frank Martin. Frank Martin, he, I, if I was officiating one of his games, I made the wrong call. I would be, I would be so scared. I would, uh, it would. Who is that? Frank Martin. He used to coach, um. Oh, he, he, he coaches, uh, I think right now he coaches South Carolina. Yes, okay. Kansas State. He's a Kansas State. He used to keep. Yeah, he used to coach Kansas State, and I think he used to coach at Texas A and M too. But now was he the one that went to the final with South Carolina? Uh, I forget if he coached. I don't know if he was there when they went or not. But he like he's so fire, and he gets so angry, and he he's a. I think I don't know how tall he is, but he just looks like a big coach compared to you know everybody else who's on on the sideline there. So Frank Martin there at three, two. Juwan Howard, um, obviously watching, you know, his games from uh, the Fab Five, there was a lot of, you know, physicality was there. So, um, and, you know, we just saw what happened last week. So, yeah, give me Juwan Howard. Number one, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. The dude is huge. Probably has really good reach. Um, and he's just a scary, scary dude. So, I think Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing would be, I think, my top boxing coach. I was thinking so, about I was thinking Coach O. Coach O almost made my list, but I wanted to go strictly oh, college basketball coaches. Yeah. But okay, so South Carolina was at work today. I was watching March Madness highlights. I completely forgot that in twenty seventeen South Carolina made it to the freaking final four in the seventeen. Yeah, they knocked off Duke. Yeah, one of the weirdest Weirdest Final Four teams I can remember. Wasn't like Sedarius Thornwell on that team? Yes, yes. Sedarius Thornwell was like the the marquee guy. Yeah. Um, and then they they lost to Karnowski and Gonzaga that year. Yep. Um, but just I mean, I mean between the Texas A and M comeback, the Loyola Loyola run, the Oregon State slash UCLA slash. Oral Roberts runs last year. Like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I hope you guys are too. Yeah, I hope like there's so many. I don't know. I feel like the bigger, like the Power Five conferences. I feel like, well, I guess looking at it from an ACC standpoint, obviously the ACC isn't where it's supposed to be at. There's a, you know, there's only maybe Weirdly, yeah. like five teams that will make the tournament from the ACC. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of different mid majors um, that have you know that have been making some noise here that a lot of people are trying to keep their eye on. Uh, Murray State, they're top twenty. David yeah. Davidson's another team that has been playing pretty well this year. Um, so there's there's a lot of you know I think we do see another mid major kind of go on a run this year. Um, don't know who it's going to be yet, but then I feel like there are some other teams, you know, from like the big East, like there's so many big East and big 10. There's so many teams that like, they all just beat up on each other, but you know, I feel like somebody from one of those teams, you know, or from one of those conferences, um, is going to make a really deep run this year. Um, 
but I'm going to break down my top four <clears throat> number one seeds as well as my last four in and first four out. And then Sporty's going to give his just top 16 teams as of right now. But before we get into that, we have some football talk. We have uh, our college football teams, and then we have Hadley's big board uh, for the NFL draft. So let's first start with uh, our all-college football you know, team of the year here. So quick rundown. We each have a quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end, offensive lineman, two D linemen, two linebackers, uh, two players from the secondary, a kicker, and a punter. So, Hadley, I'm going to start with you. Break us down your uh, college football team. All right, yeah. So, again, very similar to the NFL team. I tried to pick cream of the crop, guys. Also tried to be a little different than you guys in certain So, it might not be the best player at every position. Just a little disclaimer. Quarterback, I'm going to Bryce Young. Heisman winner, enough said. Running back, I'm going to go Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. Wide receiver, he tore his ACL, but he's still a stud. Jamison Williams and Jahan Dotson. Tight end, go Trey McBride. Offensive lineman, he's my man crush, Tyler Linderbaum. Um, defensive line, <clears throat> Henry Anderson, Jordan Davis. Linebackers, Nicobe Dean, another man across the line, and Devin Lloyd. DBs, I'm going Sauce Gardner and Kyle Hamilton. Kicker, we're going with the Dicker. And punter, Jordan Stout. Jordan Stout, it, Jordan Stout is that dude. <laughs> he is. He is. He should be the first punter taken. Honestly, <laughs> like yeah, like I, th- I like he's good enough where, you know, he can, I mean, he's one of those dudes where you put him in and let's just say your, your, uh, your kicker gets hurt. He can punt and he can bang 60 yep. yarders. So, I mean, yep. you get it, you get a two for one there. So wait, who, who was it? Was it, uh, there was a team earlier this year in the NFL that they didn't have a, they didn't have a kicker. Who? Oh, there was. I forget who it was this year. Somebody like they were using. I think it was Joey Sly. It was the football team. Some. Oh wait, no, it was the. Wait, did the Steelers not have a? It was the Steelers. <laughs> when Boz got. Oh yeah, Boswell. Boswell got oh, hit, and then they didn't have a backup kicker, so they had to go for two. Um. So yeah, I mean, Stout Stout should get drafted. I, he should make. He should make. Uh, he will be signed so fast. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see him going in the seventh round. But uh, Sporty, let's jump over to you. Hold on, real quick. Over under. Let's take an over under of uh, two and a half. Uh, Michigan players make Sporty's over. over. You're taking the over. Um, well, we all know Aiden Hutchinson. There's one. Um, I'm gonna say probably something about Michigan's O line is gonna make an appearance. So there's two. And ha- yeah, I'm gonna say there's probably gonna be. Job, I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say three or four. So I'm gonna take the over. Sporty, Sporty, rip. Go ahead and rip. Uh, rip your uh, right, college football one, team. First quarterback, uh, Mister y- Mister Young, Bryce Young of Alabama. Uh, my running backs, Kenneth Walker of Michigan State, and sorry if I botched your name. Uh, <clears throat> Tyler Ajira from BYU. Oh yeah, hold on, hold on, real quick. That dude, he is huge. The guy from yeah. BYU. I don't know, Hadley, have you ever seen him play BYU's running back? Yeah, he's like a bowling ball. The dude is massive, and he he put up some ridiculous number of rushing yards against Virginia. But he is he's a big back, and he is tough to uh, take down. Go ahead, Sporty. Go ahead and continue. Yeah, he had uh, against Virginia. He had uh, I think twenty eight carries for one hundred ninety yards. And I think three touchdowns. So that's an underrated guy who – I don't know if he's a senior if he's coming back. I'm not really sure. I think he's a senior, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he gets drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Uh, my wideouts. Jareth Stearns from, from Western Kentucky. He had 1,900 uh, yards. And Devin Thompson – 
from Utah State. He had 1,700 yards this year. That line, I'm just going to give a kudos to the uh, Michigan offensive line. All right, one. <laughs> one. Uh, tight end, Trey McBride from Colorado State. D lineman, two Michigan guys. So that's no, oh, we're up to wait. Go ahead, jeez. Go ahead. The obvious, Aiden Hutchinson, and the unsung hero from Nigeria, David Ajabo. David. All right. So yeah, we're at three. So we hit the over. <laughs> Linebackers, Jack Campbell from Iowa, and uh, D Clark from uh, LSU. Defensive backs. One, I went on um, tackling Dean Clark, okay? He played at Kent State this year. Kent, the Mac, little Maxion from Sporty. Yeah, okay. I like that. He had 116 tackles this year from a, from a defensive back standpoint. Exactly. <laughs> and I know, here comes another Michigan guy. Like you said, Hadley, Daxon Hill might be another yeah. first- might be another first rounder, so Michigan might have three uh, guys drafting the first round this, this April. Uh, kicker, this guy was reliable every game. Jake Moody, oh, there's, Michigan. There, there's five. <laughs> we're, 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 he tied. He was top ten in total points with 125 points this year. He was that's uh, I ranked him number seventh out of all the, the kickers this year. He is coming back, so. Glad to see you again, Moody. That has doubled the kind of the over under. So we went, to, went from two and a half to a clean five here, Michigan players. All right, good. Okay, ahead. and my punter. I just looked this guy up. I didn't. He was a top punter this year. Matt Ariza. He averaged 51.2 average. Punt, uh, he punted for San Diego State. Aztecs. Huh? Oh, yeah, with the tattoo. Uh, yeah. His long this year, punt, 86 yards. Okay, geez. They must have been in, like, they must have been in, like, punt blocked. Like, all out rush to block the punt, but with nobody back like that, so. All right, so a total of five Michigan players uh, made Sporty's all-college football team. Um, Michigan cracked mine twice, but first I'm going to start with the quarterback. Give me... Kenny Pickett. I think enough is, enough has been said, you know, about Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, obviously QB one, QB one here in the draft as well. Um, without him, you know, Pitt's offense. I don't, I don't know where. I don't know what they're. You know, what they would have done this season. Still would have been pretty solid, but obviously having him and you know, being there to you know lead the team and right the ship and set all those passing records at Pitt. Um, it shows that, you know, you don't always have to rush to go to the pros um, to make a name for yourself. And he obviously made the right decision to come back uh, for another year. So Kenny Pickett at the quarterback slot. I went Kenneth Walker and Bijan Robinson uh, at my running backs. Um, we were talking real quick. Uh, running back class this year wasn't really – kind of a standout like group of running backs. I mean, you had some individual performances, you know, game by game, but overall, I don't think really there was a big like like Kenneth Walker, he did get I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs, but I feel like he got he got shut down, you know, there in a couple games, but um obviously he put the team on his back uh, to knock off Michigan. Um but yeah, we were just talking as a whole the running back class this year is, is kind of on the weaker side so i uh, got those two guys there at running back jordan addison at, at wide out um and then you know smith and jigba those two guys are back uh addison and smith and jigba so we'll see uh who takes home the blitnikoff award this year obviously addison uh won it last year um and i could see one of those two guys winning it again you know or winning it uh this year tight end I'm, no, offense, no offense to addison he should not have won it who, who would no you offense. who would you have given it to? I just think that the class this year is so good and so many guys had so good seasons. Who were the finalists again? 
Uh, David was it was it David Bell and and Will, uh, Jameson Williams. I mean, I think Williams deserved it more. I think. Bell and Madison were pretty close. I think Traylon Burks deserved to be up there. I think Jahan Dawson deserved to be up there. I don't know. I just, I always favor the guys that are losing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's my thought process. That's true. Anyway. Uh, Tight end spot, I went Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame. My O-lineman spot, I too gave the whole Michigan O-line the spot there. Especially the game against Ohio State. I mean, you could have driven a Ford F-150 through the, the holes that they were making. Um, they obliterated Ohio State's D-line. So, give me the Michigan O-line. Uh, give me Hutch and Jordan Davis at my D-line spots. I went Will Anderson and Kobe Dean at my linebacker spots. Sauce Gardner and Kyle Hamilton, defensive backs. Kicker. I went with Nick Skiba from Wake Forest. The dude is money. Um... He's consistent. He is a junior, so I believe he's coming back. Um, and he, he's always reliable for Wake, and he, he can uh, get you three real quick. And then I, too, went with Jordan Stout. So that kind of wraps up uh, the college football season. I uh, just wanted to give, uh, you know, just to see, you know, what individuals kind of made our list. So um, we'll keep it with the football. We're going to move on to Hadley's big board. Now, again, we talked about big boards different than the mock draft. The mock draft is based on a positional need. Big board is based on overall talent. So, um, Hadley, I'll let you uh, fire away here, maybe looking at uh, your top couple guys on the big board, as well as uh, I think you have some guys from some of our favorite college football teams as well that you'd like to talk about. Yes, so I'll, I'll start out with just like a top five. Five to one, as always. Five right now, I have Caitlin Thibodeau. Um, if I, I have a whole paragraph on all these guys, but I'll obviously keep it short. Thibodeau's a stud. Injury history is a little concerning. Um, and his motor is a bit concerning. There's a lot of... Plays on film where he just kind of seems to not care, and that is concerning. But he, he's got the size and he's got the talent, so still got to put him at five. Number four, I'm not sure if you guys know who he is. He's in the ACC. Iki Iquanu. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he's a monster, um, mauling run blocker, can play guard, can play tackle. Um, I think someone that's getting him is a... Is, He's a safe, versatile lineman, which, I mean, it's hard to come by. So I, I have him at four. Number three, like I said earlier in this podcast, he's my man crush, Tyler Lindnerbaum. He's going to be, I personally think he's going to be the best center in the league for many years to come. I think he's going to be all pro level as soon as he enters the league. Um, I, I compare him to Quinn Nelson. That's high, that's high praise from the full stand. I, th- I think he's going to be that good right away. Um, if he goes to the right team, especially, he's going to get a lot of a lot of praise for it, which is good for him. Number two, Kyle Hamilton. Um, he's I, I want he's six four, and he has the ball tracking skills of like, I mean, just like a corner. The way he can just go up and get it. He he's always around the ball. Um, he's versatile. And he's he's a freak athlete as well. So Hamilton two, number one sporty. You're gonna love this, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, he he was a Heisman finalist as an edge rusher. That doesn't happen often. Um, in my opinion, he propelled the team to the college football playoff on his freaking back. He's a stud. He has an amazing motor, like tremendous power. He's phenomenal, and I think he's going to end up being the best player in this class. It's a little top five action there. Um, yeah, I guess two top fives this episode. Yeah, yeah, two top fives. Yeah. But anyway, well, so I touched on Hutchinson. Yep. Touch on his job. Scroll quite a bit down to find a job for me. 
I'm not a big Ojabo fan. He is at number 33 for me. Um, yes, he's a freak athlete. He's 6'5". He's got the size. He's got a good first step. You would think you won. But I've said it before. I'll say it again. It reminds me so much of Dupree and Watt. I think Hutch is the real deal on one side of the ball. And he's phenomenal, just like Watt is. But I think Ojabo benefited from that, and I'm not sure how he's going to fare as an edge one in the NFL, which is how he's going to try and be drafted in the first round if they do. So I'm sorry, Sporty, but I don't see Ojabo being more than a rotational edge rusher. So I have him at 33. Um, as for Kevin's Pitt Panthers, He's going to be, I feel like, where, where, where do you think I have him, Kev? Where do you think? Um, if I can remember correctly, oh, there's there's two numbers that pop up, that pop up in my head here. Um, I'm thinking like 12 or 18. He's at 20 after. Ah, 30. okay. All right. He's at 20. Malik Willis is at 21. So as of right now, he's QB1 in the class. Um, I write on here in all caps, not mind-boggling, he's not going to be a superstar, he's not going to, he's not going to be Josh Allen, okay? But, I think he could be maybe Joe Burrow. In my mind, I don't think so, but I think there is that potential, so you have to keep that in mind. Um, he... He's got good anticipation when the play goes according to plan. When it doesn't, I'm not so sure about that. Which, in the NFL nowadays, he's got to go to a good fit with a good line or else I think he might struggle. But I think he is a safe pick. Um, Pickett is a safe pick. Yeah. And you got Willis, who's the complete opposite, which he's either going to be a stud or a complete bust. So I just went the safe route and I went Pickett QB1 for now. Um, but I mean, other than that, the only look at Han Dodson there, just a little bit above him at 18, he's in any line. He is my wide receiver, I believe. Yeah, he's wide receiver four in the class, which just goes to show how many good wide receivers there are. Um, I got Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, and Jameson Williams ahead of him, but he's phenomenal. Love him as a route runner. He's going to work the middle of the field and. We are. But that's about it for my big board. If you guys have any other things that you noticed or people you're curious about, you can ask away. But How many – Just I have one question. How many quarterbacks, again, do you have in on in your top 40? I have three. Uh, I, trying I to have think. the three you would expect. So you have Pickett, Willis. Pickett lands at 20. Willis lands at 21. And then you scroll down a little bit, and Matt Corral's at 27. Okay. Hey, Allie, I have a question for you, buddy. Yeah. Do you have uh, Daxon Hill cracking the uh, uh, like top top 25 in the draft? He's just outside of it. He's at 29 for me. Okay. But that's still first-round talent in mine. So I, I still, he's still a hell of a player. Yeah. I have him ahead of Brisker. Okay. Oh, there All we right. go. There you go. So twenty, I, I, who's drafting at number twenty nine? Well, that's, that's mock draft. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah that, that is mock draft again. Yeah, big board mock draft. It's just a little bit different there. So, Allen, think of it. So I think he's the 29th best player in the class. Right, right. Do you think, think he'll get? Hey, here's the next question. Last question. Do you think yeah. he'll get drafted? Um. Before or after a drawbow? Uh, after, but he should be before. Okay. Yeah, based on team needs, <laughs> probably a drawbow goes first, and then Hill gets taken after, but, you know. Yeah, I, I think Hill's the better player, though. Okay. Um, Mock Draft 2.0 has got to be coming out pretty soon. It's, it's almost... actually it's out, but I had it posted on Talk Talk. 
Twitter. I had it posted for about three minutes, looked at it. I was like, maybe I need a revision. <laughs> and I'm waiting till Monday now. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Uh, so we have 2.0 coming here. We have 1.0 um, Bracketology, my March Madness uh, bracket oh, yeah. coming out this weekend. Um, but before I release my top four seeds and, and my kind of my bubble teams here, Corey, I'll jump to you. Give me your top 16 uh, teams All right, I'm gonna, for, for college basketball. I'm going to start from uh, from the bottom, bottom up. So I'm going with number uh, 16. These are just, you know, projections from Sporty J's. Um, seeing of college basketball so far this year. I haven't watched, I haven't watched too much, but I've, I've seen all these teams in action. Uh, number 16. I'll go with the uh, Marcus Smart and the uh, Texas Longhorns. Who? Marcus Smart. Or not Marcus Smart. <laughs> I was going to say. It's not Shaka Smart either. Shaka. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not Shaka Smart either. It's, it's Marcus Carr. <laughs> That's who he's looking for. Well, all right. When he's when he said Marcus Smart, I thought he was – well, I, first of all, I thought he was talking to Oklahoma State. I'm like, first of all, they're banned. They're banned from the NCAA tournament, um, and they're they're like below 500. So, all right, let's 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 start off with 16 all right. again. All right, 16. I'm just gonna say the teams. I don't know uh, the coaches. <laughs> all right, that was the laughter laughter of the uh, podcast tonight. Uh, number 16. I'm gonna repeat myself again. The Texas Longhorns. Uh, 15. Providence. Uh, 14. Bruins, UCLA Bruins, 13, Wisconsin Badgers, 12, Illinois, 11, Tennessee, 10, Texas Tech, 9, Nova, 8, Duke, 7, Purdue, 6, Kentucky, 5, Baylor, 4, Kansas, 3, Arizona, 2, Auburn, and the one team out west, as usual. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. So, all right. So, cool. So you have Providence per- a little low. Providence a little low. Purdue a little bit low. I was expecting them to be a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, I mean Baylor. I think Baylor's. I think they are a top five team when healthy. Um, again, the injury. They lost a good player, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Last yeah, they, they they lost him. Yeah, that was like maybe two ish, two three weeks ago. Yeah. Um. But so we've so wait. You have so there's probably what three Big Ten teams in there, I think. Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue. Um. All right, who's a team outside of your top ten that you that right on that list? Who would you? take to maybe go on a on, on a deep run uh i'm gonna say illinois here so taking illinois kofi kofi coburn and uh fraser and and brad underwood they're they're a team that can get hot hey i'm not trusting i don't know i have a tough time trusting illinois based off of last year uh getting bounced in the in the round of 32 to loyal chicago i Honestly, if you go by the sportings right there, I like UCLA as a four. That's what I was I was thinking. Yeah, UCLA they, they could be another team that could make a, a deep run. Um, ag- done that. Ag- again, when they're healthy, they're they're just, I think I look at them and Baylor as the same kind of this year. They have a boatload of talent. It's just kind of injuries have been kind of hurting them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a team that's maybe a little bit overrated might be Villanova. Um, They've just been kind of inconsistent. It's not the typical Nova team that we're used to. And a team that's maybe inconsistent, I'm looking at his list, Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of a hit or miss with me. Um, some games, you know, they can score the ball. Other games, it, like, I don't know, I feel like some of their games are, like, in the 50s. I mean, they played – their defensive, you know, efficiency is pretty, pretty solid, I think. But they sometimes have a tough time uh, shooting the ball. So, I don't know if I can trust uh, Tennessee or not. And then even Texas, man. Sometimes Texas, they they're really inconsistent. So um, it will just be interesting to see, kind of, you know, as always, how you know how the seeds match up, or you know, all the all the different matchups and what teams are in what uh, what regions and stuff like that. So um, I have. Quick, go ahead. Quick March Madness thought. Yeah. When you guys are picking 
games, champions, whatever. Is there a formula in your mind that works? Um, like they gotta have this plus this. I last well, I kind of thought about this more last year. Kind of like I'm trying to look at like maybe a formula. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I don't always pay attention to like the quad one through four yeah, wins. Like I don't, no, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Either. I think that I think that's just kind of a stat that they kind of use just to make the public kind of understand, you know, where they're coming from. But at the same time, like, yeah, you see, you see teams who have like one quad one win you know, get in over teams who have like six or five quad one wins or what, you know, whatever. But, um, I don't know. I kind of, I sometimes try to look at common opponents that they've played. Um, and I, and I also kind of look at how they're trending based off of like the past couple weeks. I, I kind of look at, all right, who, who'd you play earlier on in the year? Who, who, what was your non-conference like? Did you have any big wins or, or really some bad losses? And then I kind of see, did you did you improve throughout the year, or are you on a hot spot now where you know you're riding high, and I can I can trust you and maybe take you, or are you a team that maybe started off high, and you're starting to lose down the stretch, and you and you, you still got it, and you still have an all right seed, but um, I just yeah I I gotta maybe think more. I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I gotta somehow maybe think of a formula for this. I. I don't know. I might be giving away a magician secret here, but I always look for good guard play and good rebounding. No, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm. I feel like I'm giving away my secret here, but any team that relies on a big man often doesn't make it because the foul trouble is a big problem in March. Like Coburn, for example, I don't trust Illinois at all because I think he's going to get in foul trouble, and then the moment he's in foul trouble, they lose a game. Yeah. So that that's just that that made me think of that example. I think that a lot of times, if you if your best player is in either your power forward or your center, I think it's it's tough to win that way. Yeah. But just spark the thought. No, yeah, it's it's and like I. I kind of look because there's always an eleven over six, so I try to look at yeah you know where oh, am I yeah. where am I gonna have my upsets, um, and you even gotta have twelve over five. you gotta have that twelve five, um, and then really honestly when you look at it obviously eight nine that's not really much of an upset and then even seven ten sometimes seven tens a little bit skewed, yeah. like I feel like sometimes seven ten kind of this the that seven seed might be a mid-major team, and then the 10 spot might go to, like, a average Power 5 school. But, like uh... Florida or, like, a... Like an Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, I kind of look at that. Um, but, hey, as we all know, here at Chalk Talk, you cannot go chalk. You, you just not. You just can't. You gotta, gotta have upsets, so... Um... So, I'm gonna break down my top four seeds. Um... My fourth number one seed, I have the Kentucky Wildcats. Honestly, right now, if if the season ended today, I would probably have Kentucky winning it all. Oscar Deshibwe is a walking double-double. The dude averages, like, I think he's up to, like, maybe 13, 14 rebounds a game. Um, they have good guard play in Ty uh, Ty Washington. They have um, Grady, the dude who he can shoot the lights out from three. Um they have Toppin. I mean, they just have a bunch of different athletic guards. Um, but then again, you know, a team like that, all it takes is one bad game. And honestly, honestly, like you know, with anybody, it takes one bad game. But um, so for my sake, I'm kind of hoping Kentucky loses the SEC uh, tournament. I hope they. I don't want them to make the NCAA or the SEC championship. I hope. A team like Auburn wins it just so that way everybody's riding high with Auburn. Um, because I feel like I feel like Kentucky it, they'll play even better basketball if if they take a you know a dev- devastating loss there in the SEC tournament. Um, they can get bounced in the semis and I'll be happy with that. So I just don't want them to win the SEC <laughs> and then 
have a shot of roll. I mean, I know I just went against, you know, kind of my formula, but for me to have them win it all, I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to win the SEC tournament. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of like the actual bracket challenge, like if you, if you have the same winner as everyone else, you gotta have like a near flawless bracket. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm hoping they kind of, and I, and Kentucky's a team where you know if they lose. They still have a boatload of talent where I, I I'm still trusting the rest of their field of play. Um, yeah. Or their their yeah, I guess their their, I mean, their, their work did of. Did Baylor win the Big Twelve last year? Uh, they, I don't know. I'm not sure if they did. And again, they, like you know, if they, had they have won, uh, I see, I I can't remember now. Um, I have a feeling they did, but anyway, um, you know, Kentucky, they have enough quality wins and they've, they've beaten up on teams where I can trust them, you know, moving forward, just, you know, even, even if they have a bad loss in the the SEC tournament. So, um, so I have them at number four or the fourth number one seed, uh, third number one seed. I'm going to go with Purdue. Um, Obviously, the Big Ten, they're loaded. Um, Purdue's playing really well. Um, and so I have them at three. Two, I have Auburn. Again, they have uh, – they're, they're completely they're, – they're, they're loaded. Um, and I, I think they'll end up winning the SEC. Um, and they've been on a roll. I mean, obviously, they lost to, to – had a tough game with, there with Florida. But uh, – they have good guard play, and when Walker Kessler's in, they are they're pretty solid. I mean, they it, it's real tough to cover. You know, their three studs. So, and it, that was one of the reasons why they lost to Florida. Walker Kessler got in trouble, uh, you know, with his fouls, and he had to get taken out of the game. So, I think that was the reason, big reason why they lost to Florida. So I have them at two, and then Gonzaga obviously at one. Um, I don't know, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, the Zags in the tournament. Um, obviously, they beat UCLA earlier this season. Um, but it, I don't know, that's always kind of the big question. Is can, is Gonzaga still the real deal when they uh, are matched up against the top dogs? So, um, I don't have Arizona in there. I think Arizona is a little bit overrated. Uh, they, they, they only have two losses, but they haven't really... They haven't beaten anybody, in my opinion, that's, you know, a, a huge, huge win. I think they might have, I think we were talking earlier before the pod, they might have one kind of, you know, important win from the non-conference standpoint, but um, when I was looking at their schedule, I didn't really see that, that you know, those couple big wins that just jump off the page there, so... Um, let me let me just double check. I think they beat somebody. It, there was a there was somebody that they beat. It was real close earlier on in the season. Um, oh, it was Illinois. So again, Illinois, a team that we're talking about. Um, Illinois is still you know they're a solid team, but you know can you trust them moving forward? Outside of uh, Kofi and Frazier, um, you know what what can the Illini do to uh, make a run here in March? So. They did beat Illinois by four, so that's that's one of their better wins. But again, they, they lost to Tennessee, and I just, I don't know, I have a tough time trusting Tennessee. And now, they only lost that game by four. Um, and then the rest of their schedule, just the Pac-12 itself is obviously really down. Um, they, beat, they beat Michigan earlier on in the year by 18, and Michigan's one of those teams <clears throat> this year, hit or miss. They have the talent. They have the talent to go to the Elite Eight, but what kind of you know, what kind of performance are they going to come out with, you know, in maybe let's say a playing game, or I mean they could lose. They could win. They could beat anybody you know in the nation, or they could you know lose their first round there um, in the uh, NCAA tournament. So didn't have Arizona in there. I also did not have Kansas or Baylor. Um, 
not saying those teams aren't you know really good, but I, I think I think uh, I think the committee's gonna have the winner of Baylor Kansas jump in that one spot. But uh, for me personally, I just I just didn't have them cracking it. Uh, real quick here, last four in: UNC, Michigan, Indiana, TCU. Um, again, Michigan. The thing with them, they have I think they're up to like eleven losses, eleven or twelve. So that's gonna hurt them. Uh, they do have some nice quality wins. Um, but they do have a bad, they, they lost to somebody, uh, can't think off the top of my head. I know they lost to Seton Hall and I'm not saying that's an awful loss, but that's, they needed to win that game to kind of secure their spot. Um, there's somebody, oh my, who, I'm trying to think who they lost to. I was looking at their schedule. They lost to somebody that I don't think that they had any business even you know, being in a close game with that team. Um, let's see real quick. They lost to a sporty snap, and he pulled up their schedule. Oh, they lost to Central Florida. So that that was their – they lost by 14. So that was kind of their game that kind of jumped out to me. Um, I don't know why, why they lost to them or anything, but uh, – I don't think Central Florida is really a, a team that's going to make the tournament. At the time, Central Florida was was nine and two, but I think I believe they they've kind of uh, not fallen off the map. But uh, Sporty, what's can we get a Sporty's the, the fact checker right now? Sporty, can we get a record on Central Florida? Yeah, they're they're, they're seventeen and nine. So I mean, they're they're not going to make the tournament. So that's a bad loss there for Michigan. But I think they have enough wins outside of that. UNC, really bad loss to Pitt. Almost lost by twenty. Uh, <laughs> they were down. They were down like thirteen, I think, at one point. So that's. I mean, Pitt's my team, but man, you can't you can't lose by. You know, a huge margin to uh, to the Panthers there. So, um, and again, looking at them, they didn't have UNC doesn't have a lot of, you know, key victories. You know, either so, um, but I do think they have some other, you know, nice wins that can get them into uh, into the tournament. You know, with a record of twenty and eight, I, I do see the Tar Heels um, making the tournament. Um, now, that would be a cool first four matchup, or yeah. Oh yeah, Michigan, Michigan and UNC. Yeah, that is a playing game. That'd be really good. Yeah, because like that that game, winner of that game could they could make a scary run. I feel like I I, I don't want to like jinx anything, but the first four seems to have a lot of successful teams. Yes, and like the thing that I don't trust about UNC is they lose by twenty two to Wake Forest. They lost by twenty, I think what is it, twenty eight to Miami. So they they're getting like blown out in some of these games, and it's just like tough to. Kind of trust them. Now, they beat Louisville twice. Uh, they lost to Duke by 20. Um, but they, they see, they beat Michigan. They already beat Michigan. I, I knew they played earlier in there. They beat Mich- Michigan yeah. by 21. Uh, they lost to Kentucky by 29. So, I mean, it's just. They just better win tomorrow. It, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Hadley's sake, they better win tomorrow. They see, here we go. They lost by nine to Purdue earlier on in the season. They lost by 17 to Tennessee. So. From a from their non conference, they didn't play as well. I mean, they obviously, like you know, we said they beat Michigan, um, but That's I not even a big win. I, I, I seriously, um, and again, I think they said they might only have like one quad one win or something yeah, like they that. Didn't say that. So it's just it, it's it's tough right now for the Tar Heels, but they're gonna have to they they definitely have to win. I think. A game or two in the ACC no, tournament. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say that they're gonna have to win two. They're gonna have to win NC. They're gonna have to beat NC State. They're gonna have to beat Syracuse, and I I think they can afford a loss to Duke in the in the season finale. But then I think for them to secure a spot, they're gonna have to win at least two games in the ACC tournament right now. Which will probably be. I mean, I'm gonna say that's against like what Wake. And then maybe like Syracuse. Like, so, like, it's not like it's impossible. Yeah, it's not impossible, but it's yeah, UNC it's just I mean, twenty and eight, that's a good enough record to get in as a as a power five school. 
but the 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 quality wins aren't aren't really there. Um, third bubble team, last last four in here. My third team, Indiana Hoosiers. Again, Big Ten. We talk about they have um, a lot of depth, um, and Indiana. I believe they're sixteen. They're like sixteen and ten. Um, and again, Michigan. You know, we talk about they have eleven losses. Indiana, they I believe they're at ten losses. Um, they just beat. I believe they beat Maryland last night. If I can, sporty, can I get a fact check on that? What's that? Did Indiana beat Maryland last night? Uh, let me check here. I believe that's who it was. But uh, again, Indiana, they have any I mean, transfer from Pitt, Xavier Johnson. Um, they have good guard play. But uh, yeah, they beat, I mean, again, Maryland, not not the best team, but they, they did have a, you know, that was a must, kind of a must win situation for Indiana. Um, but I, I do like the Hoosiers as of right now. Again, if they lose one game in the Big Ten tournament, if it's kind of a one and done, I could see them falling out. TCU is another team. They're they're my last team that's going to sneak in here. Um, again, they're kind of floating around in the in the Big Twelve there. Uh, Jamie Dixon, head coach, and they 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 play well. They they're in every ball game. Um, quality wins, kind of another kind of you know another factor that jumps out there. So those are my four teams that kind of. I think are in as of right now, but obviously a lot, a lot of different things can happen. First four out, gonna just run by this real quick. Oregon, they did, have, they did beat UCLA the other night, so that was very important. Florida, they're also out. They did beat Auburn, but um, they have been struggling throughout the year. Virginia, I think they're out as well. Uh, they played Duke pretty hard the other night, but I do think uh, Virginia's out. And Memphis, Memphis has not been, you know. Playing well early on, they're starting to pick it up, but I think it's going to be a little, little too, little too late for uh, the Memphis Tigers to sneak into the tournament. Um, Hadley, give me a team. I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give me a team that you think is going to be a team that is slept on, that is going to make a run this year in the NCAA tournament. It's always the path that matters. It's all matchups. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I, I've, they're not necessarily a very low seed, but I like UCLA. If they are a four seed, I think taking them decently far is good value. Um, and, I mean, I, I've noticed Vermont. I've noticed Murray State. Uh, there, there's going to be a, there's going to be upsets this year, baby. And yep. There always is, um, but I can't answer a certain team or teams until I see matchups. Okay, all right. Not in me. All right, I'm right, right. We're about we're approaching an hour here, so we're going to wrap this up. Last question here before we wrap up the pod: How far do you think Michigan State potentially can go? Not far. Not far. Um. Max Christie, good player. Uh, GB, good rule player. Malik Hall, get him out. Uh, was screaming it at the BJC the other night. <laughs> he is garbage. I like Marble a lot. I like Bingham a lot. Uh, I just, I, I don't think they have good enough guard play. I think they got those transfers. Well, Tyson Walker in particular, but I... Someone's gonna have to step up, and I just don't see anyone stepping up. I think they maybe win a game. Okay, all right. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up for uh, this podcast here, real quick. One game, just give a just give me a winner. Big Twelve matchup tomorrow, Baylor, Kansas. Who wins? Give me Ochai. I don't know, I'm probably <laughs> watching it. Ochai Akpaji. <laughs> In Kansas. Kansas, sport are you taking Baylor or Kansas? Baylor Bears, baby. Yep, give me Baylor Bears. I'm I'm taking the Bears, man. I got one more game tomorrow. 
What's your game? You got you got Texas Tech or TCU tomorrow? I'm taking Texas Tech. Hey, Jamie Dixon home. Give me the Bullfrogs at home. He's he's going with the the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, oh, I said the Bullfrogs. To keep <laughs> to, to uh, so Sporty's thinking that they're definitely going to clinch a spot here in the uh, in the bracket. So uh, last note, everyone pray for me. I need UNC to beat. Yeah. UNC State tomorrow. Yeah, UNC needs a and kind hey, of this might be a trap game. Hey, this this it could, is. It is. This is this was kind of surprising. They beat that NC State by twenty, and now they're only a four point favorite. So Vegas, Vegas must know something, Hadley. So it's very scary. UNC could. Also, go ahead. Quick update: uh, we will have the rules squared away by next. Yeah, by, by next, next pod. pod. Yeah. Um, hey, the, UNC loses this game. I I think I could officially have them as a as a first team, falling that first four out. Yeah. Officially, I think. That'd be a very bad loss. That's going to be a very bad loss. So, um, there's a big one for not only UNC fans and, and the UNC basketball program, but for uh, Hadley as well. So, yes. could be hurting his, uh, could be hurting his wallet. So, I need roast beef. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, all right. Thanks for listening, and we will send it next week. Chalk Talk out.